0: Welcome to the Right Reality Podcast. My name is Mixie.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Steve.
0: And you guys might be thinking, guys, (laughs) don't you owe us a Temptation Island recap? And we do. We do. (laughs) We do. But, you know, Joe Millionaire is so big in our hearts uh, that we got a special little email a couple days ago that we were not expecting at all. And um, I don't think you guys are expecting this drop either.
1: I certainly wasn't expecting that email. I thought the ship had sailed. Um, But the ship basically said, oh, the number one probably still wants this ship to come into port. So the captain of the ship just turned the boat around and goes, let's go knock this sucker out. We'll finish strong. We'll give everybody what they want. And uh, this interview with Kurt is... um, this is great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to everybody listening to it.
0: We talked about the mural. We talked about oranges. We talked about his variety interview. We got into everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I will give Kurt credit. He did not shy away from any of the questions that we had, and he answered them wholeheartedly. So I am really excited to get into this. So without further ado, here is Kurt.
1: Alrighty, Kurt. Welcome to the podcast. It's been a long time coming. We got you here, man. The first time we tried, your computer, I think, was in Afghanistan on the uh, on the program, but that's alright. We got you here now. Welcome. Thanks for making time. You got a beautiful uh, backdrop behind you there, sir. Oh, thank
2: you. Yeah, Charlotte's a pretty city. It is. Thanks for, thanks for outing me on my computer. <laughs> You need to, need to upgrade now.
1: Well, we do have a question about a computer that comes into effect later. So we're just laying the groundwork as good podcasters do, you know, yeah, little breadcrumbs <laughs> here and there, here, here and uh, there. But we have to get to the number one question that w- we've been dying to figure out mm-hmm. for the longest time Can you finally confirm to us and the listeners that you are, in fact, Global Mega DJ Dead Mouse? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I can't confirm nor deny that.
0: Oh my god, these 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 NDAs. Is this what it is?
1: <laughs> this is why you couldn't record your segment at your house because we know you have all the dead mouse gear and the mm-hmm. DJ stuff in the rest of the house and that's why you had to go to a different location to film your hometown. Yeah. It's because of this reason. It's
2: exact. It's exactly right. I had to sell myself as a nobody.
0: Yeah. No, I understand that. I mean, you got to keep the you got to keep the facade alive. You know, you, uh-huh. nobody knows what's under that helmet, so yeah. I don't want to out you.
2: <laughs> Contractor by day, DJ by night.
1: Hey, uh-huh. <laughs> we knew it. We knew it. We finally got him to say it. Oh man, <laughs> fantastic.
0: There's another thing. Um, just getting into it. You know, we I noticed uh, a certain phrase that you uh you said a couple times in the show that I um I've never heard. Um, You've referred to two or three of the girls as a sweetheart of a girl. What is that? I've heard of (laughs) girls being sweethearts, but what is a sweetheart of a girl?
2: I don't know. Is that just my Southern charm coming out, I guess?
0: (laughs) Is that like a saying that you say often?
2: I think I do. Maybe I got it from my father. I don't know. It sounds like something he would say.
0: It's a a Southern thing? Okay. That that makes a little bit more sense. Well, no, we're
2: not even Southern. We're from Pittsburgh, actually. But... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's that southern charm.
2: <laughs> but I grew up down here, and uh, I like to think I, you know, adopted a lot of phrases and sayings. So, I
1: I feel like I hear it in the voice too. Like it 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 has like a Carolina thing to it. When did you live and move to the North Carolina or the Carolina area?
2: Yeah, yeah. My accent is a bit muddled. That's yeah. for sure. So my my pivotal years were definitely down here in the south. We moved down here when I was eleven.
3: Okay. Um
2: out of Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh in itself is is almost Midwest. They've got their own accent up there altogether. So Mm -hmm. mine is very confused.
1: (laughs) And so growing up in that area, do you say you like, if people ask you say you're from the South, is that a thing? Or you just figure out you have Southern tendencies maybe in some things like the way you like Uh your tea or like the way you like your barbecue or something like that.
2: Uh, not really. I don't know. Well, I eat anything food wise. I don't think I have any tendencies with food. Uh, I'm open to everything.
1: Well,
0: that's not true, Kurt.
2: <laughs> Except oranges.
0: Oranges.
2: <laughs> and that that goes back. I think that's a bit of a uh, you know a trauma as a child thing. That one.
0: I would love to unpack that if you're comfortable with opening up to us about the oranges trauma. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. We might as well. So, and, and I don't think I'm unique to my family. I believe my brother Sean, he can't stand the smell of oranges either. So uh me and sean it's funny we both just chug milk that's all we drink no juice just milk and um i think it i think it stems back to my mom loved orange juice and oranges and like tons of pulp and for some reason me and him just didn't like the smell of it growing up me especially and then my siblings caught on to that i was the youngest so then they would try and trick me into drinking it so they would hide it hide it and stuff so, you know, that as a child, you know, throws some trauma in there. You're like thinking that any drink you get might have orange juice in it. So I think I just built up this resistance to it or, uh, you know, this attitude that I'm never going to drink it. And hell, I'm 33 and still never drink orange juice. Wow. You have,
0: so you've never, you've never consumed it.
2: Nope. But you know, it makes no sense. Love Clementine. It's delicious. Oh,
0: yeah, that does make no sense. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're aware of that.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm very aware. <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that. It's like, listen. I like clementines though. Like, what, yeah. what? What's going on? So, like, playing playing the soccer or sports, you never had like a pre suns and orange slices. That wasn't a thing. No, oh, I
2: hate it when like the moms, the soccer moms and stuff, are bringing orange slices. Nope. Sunny D. Sunny D. No Sunny D. No, no Sunny D.
0: Oh my goodness, Kurt! You have to get a Sunny D. You have to. That's
2: another weird thing. I hate artificial, like artificial flavors, artificial yeah. fruits and stuff. Not for me.
1: Oh, wow. Any other hot food takes besides, <laughs> I mean, we're going to get one. It's gonna We're going to get to one at the end about pizza. So if that's the one you're going to answer, don't do that. We save that. That's the last question. <laughs> but any other hot food takes?
2: No, I literally, I'll eat anything. Any ethnicity, uh, as long as it's real, as long as it's real food. Um, yeah, I'll literally eat anything.
1: You won't
0: budge on like Skittles?
2: I always, I just use these because I honestly I don't eat much sweets anymore. No candy, really. Um, although I have some ice cream right here. <laughs> goes?
1: What's the uh, go-to ice cream of choice, like flavor-wise?
2: There's a gold cow uh, right beside me here. Uh, mint chocolate chip.
1: Okay. Oh, good choice. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. I like that. That's a, it's a yeah. solid choice. We're not gonna. We won't shit on you for that. That's a, that's a good choice. Yeah.
0: No, okay. I won't hate on that. I'll hate on other <laughs> yeah. things later. We'll wait. Good yeah, cop,
1: bad cop. We, we feel like <laughs> we'll, we'll settle in on like some things and maybe we'll build up towards the end so you, you get to like us before we might go. Before
2: you that's, tear me down? Classic.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Tear you down is not- Tear you down. Tear you not, down. Like, yeah. That's a bold yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think it'll be that bad, but again, I'm yeah. probably not going to be the one asking those questions. Um, <laughs> I do want to know how you end up on a mural- and what was the process for becoming on the mural? Did they just say we need somebody who's got the best hair in the local regional metro area and they found you immediately? Was this like you knew the mural guy? Did you know like the ballerina? Like, yeah, this is it's a unique thing. I mean, not too many people on murals, man. There's probably yeah. less people on murals than have been on reality TV. That's
0: true. That is true.
2: So all all of the above. Um I was, before I started my own company, uh, I was a superintendent for years for a developer here in town.
1: Okay.
2: So I built a strip
1: mall, uh,
2: which is a really cool um, redeveloped strip mall over in a little artsy area of town. Uh, and while I was building that strip mall, uh, I met an artist, his name is Nick Napolitano, great name for an artist. Yeah. And, um, he's a muralist here in town. One of the most talented people I've met, very creative. And uh, so we just kind of became friends because he was doing a mural on this building as I was wrapping up the building shell. And um, so we became buddies, and then he got commissioned for this one piece um, downtown. And the idea that he had was uh, to put a couple Charlotteans on there. He wanted okay. to put a couple people um, that others might recognize in Charlotte. So, like the ballerina, she is uh, part of the Charlotte Ballet. Okay. Uh, the girl above me, she was one of the uh, Hornets uh, cheerleaders uh me i'm like the construction guy there's a couple people on the other side one is a local musician and so on and so forth so that was the idea he, he wanted to put some charlatans on there that people might recognize and that yeah. and that people know and you know i'm a bit of a socialite here in town i go out a lot on the weekends and you know, have a lot of friends and whatnot so
0: so, uh, so you aren't a dancer, right? Because, uh, like, the part that we saw was really like the ballerina and you. And then I also yeah. saw in your interview with Variety that you were open to Dancing with the Stars, but you are you have no dance background.
2: No dance background. Dan- okay. I'm very very open to Dancing with the Stars. I just think it's you know I was an athlete growing up and I'm athletic, so you know I would love something like that. I love competition, but
3: mm-hmm. no
2: no dancing. That that mural, the idea he had for it, there was actually a phase two and the. Uh, owner of that building backed out on. So um, this guy's super talented. The phase two, he was going to have lights that were added to it. And then he was going to do another layer of, of oh. paint on top. He does it all with spray paint, by the way. Okay. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, we. I Googled it. I Google earthed it. I needed to find out where it was. So I saw the other side <laughs> of it. It looks very nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So he does all that with spray paint. But um, the phase two of it was it was actually going to be a moving a moving girl. So I was actually pulling this string. and It was going to oh. be a motion to be pulling it. The ballerina was twirling. The dancer, that's why she was wearing that wavy dress. So, yeah, and that, that phase never happened, unfortunately.
0: How long ago was this mural?
2: Shoot, probably like three, four years ago now. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. This is way before you were on Joe Millionaire then. This <laughs> wasn't like a recent thing. Okay.
2: Yeah. It
1: wasn't like he's going on the show. Let's get this up now. Then. The story was <laughs> nah. back here.
2: Yeah. yeah he, he probably finished it. Yeah, definitely over three years ago, I think.
0: So. Wow. That's really interesting. Well, speaking of interesting... Um I Stephen and I uh we we dive way too deep into reality TV Always. kind of kind of why we yeah. we have this podcast. Um yeah. there was a split second, I don't even know if it was a full second, that they showed when you were um at your hometowns yeah. and your dad was holding his phone and it was blurred. Now uh-huh. from lots of zooming and enhancing, Stephen is convinced that he was on FaceTime with someone. It
1: was a FaceTime. I know for a fact it was a FaceTime. It was a FaceTime.
2: Yes!
0: Okay. Yes! Yes! Who was on the FaceTime?
2: Um, So it was my sister-in-law. Okay. Shannon. So that whole day got completely just sideways. Um, Getting approvals for... So I have a huge family, by the way. That was Mm -hmm. a small fraction of my family. And it was really difficult to... Hey, they they didn't give us enough heads up to get um, like my sister up down from Pittsburgh, my brother and his wife up from Greenville, um, mm-hmm. another sister that was there that came from Charleston. Oh wow! That that her and her kids actually got cut because they had a false one of one of the kids had a false positive COVID test. Oh, oh. which I don't even want to get started on that. That was it, it was such a shame how they treated my family and and what they. I was so pissed off that day during filming. Honestly, I was like, fuck this. You guys are taking this out of hand. They had a false positive. They refused to re- retest uh, my sister's kid. So he felt like he ruined the whole thing. he had. Aww. We actually only filmed with the girls for about three hours. It was supposed to be a full eight to 10 hour day. Yeah. Filmed for, for about three hours. So. And
1: that includes at the, at the site as well, as well as the home? We did that the night before. Okay. Actually. Got it.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they were in Charlotte for two days then. Yep. Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, wow. that day was tough too. We didn't leave uh Georgia till late by the time we got up there, they got everything set up and it started to rain, and then we had about an hour of daylight. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> we saw that daylight dip away pretty quick. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go get something, come back, and it looks like you're at midnight. Yeah, yeah it dipped so quickly.
2: It, it did that. My hometown was a brutal filming process, everybody's pissed off. Oh. And then Steven, of course, just has a fantastic hometown. He had so much fun. All the girls, they all got drunk. They were having a blast. It was just so typical of the whole show.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay, so you had to FaceTime your sister, I'm assuming, because she didn't have enough time to come down. Was there anyone else that you had to, like, call in? You're saying you had a lot of family members.
2: Yeah, uh, they got my other sister, Kelly, from Pittsburgh. They had her... um, on a FaceTime with some of the girls. They're pulling them in and out um, yeah. of a separate room. Okay. <clears throat> and then my other brother, Brett, he did not want to be any part of this. <laughs> he's he's kind of in the political hemisphere. Got so it. he wanted to avoid this. And yeah. then uh, obviously, he saw Sean. And then I, I do have an adopted sister, Bonda. Um, and she didn't really have an interest in being a part of it either.
1: It seemed like uh, it, it now makes a little bit more sense, but at the end of the day, I, I know you were sitting there and you were trying to get advice from everybody, and yeah. we had said, like, you're, just the whole family was like, well, we like everyone, and your face was just like, guys, the, I, I, give me something. Give yeah, me give something me s- to work with. Yes, I know they're all great. I yeah. need you to help me out of here. Don't say they're all great.
2: I know. I was like, give me give give me a solid here, guys. It it was truly unfortunate that Tara got cut because Tara um is probably one of the siblings I'm closest with. Yeah. And she knows me. She knows kind of my dating history. She just she's mm-hmm. a very perceptive um woman. So she's she can read through uh, girls. So yeah. it was a shame that she had to get cut because they tried to FaceTime her and it just wasn't the same.
1: Yeah. But...
0: yeah. So you said that that was a, a bad day of feeling. Would you say it was better, worse or same compared to the Cotillion? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: it was worse because I um, it hit it. It struck a nerve with me to, to watch how this the COVID police handled my family. I yeah. was uh-huh. I was not about it. And um, so it was definitely, definitely worse. The Cotillion, honestly, um, I probably looked really miserable, but I was I was in my own head like <laughs> like I wasn't having a bad time. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Well, I
0: mean, that was the like the first that? time that you were dating like a ton of girls at one at yeah. one period of time.
2: Yeah, it it was overwhelming, but it wasn't. It was kind of funny, to be honest.
1: <laughs> so that that's like the big first date, and I have to imagine you can only like mentally prepare yourself so much for like what you're about to do being on a show yeah. like this. Yeah. So that first night and then the next day was the, the, the whole thing of the movie theater. And we know what happens with that. W- were there points like very early on where you were like, this was just a, a horrible idea for me to do this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I did. I did. And um, trust you me, it was tough to at one point to stick it out. I was questioning my yeah. motives. I was questioning really the probability of me, you know. Actually engaging with one of these women in a long-term relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it was I was I was playing the odds and you know thinking, you know, okay, what's the chance that they find the right woman for me out of these out of these twenty ladies? But then again, I had to make myself open to it. Um. But yeah, it was it was tough. And then I, you know, I had a bad in my early twenties. I would not finish things I started and. Yeah, you know, I've really changed since then. And so I was like, you know what? I committed to this. I told these people this is what I was going to do. And so I had to have definitely inner talk with myself and, and, and fully commit to it and get the job done.
1: And with Steven, I'm sure, right? Like, yeah. having somebody else to go with this. I yeah. mean, it doesn't, you guys are posting all the time together on Instagram. And I think yeah. me and Mixie can see when these show friendships are fake and they're just done for like sponsored content and shit. Yeah. It looks like you guys are like, Really good friends and you bonded over this like how looking back now. Would you have left if you didn't have him with you?
2: Uh, yeah probably. Well, maybe <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I would have quit without Steven It would have been easy for the producers to, to talk me into staying However, having Steven uh, Definitely made things easier because I was in it, you know with somebody and then also know that Jenny genu- that that relationship is 100% genuine yeah. um, We definitely bonded um, I think we're just we're very similar uh, dudes. Like we are, I think we're both very driven. We might have grown up a little bit different life experiences, however, mm-hmm. we see the world pretty much through the same lens, and uh, so we we're able to bond over that. And he's just a he's a good dude. His humor fits mine. Mine is. Um, you know, we just have an understanding of each other and that's the basis of any good
1: friendship. So. Yeah, you got to call him out when he thinks Edison, you know, didn't invite the light bulb or something like
2: that. <laughs> huh? That part was fucking gold.
0: I'm really glad they they showed us that. That would have been an easy cut. I'm glad they didn't do it.
2: <laughs> oh, no. So funny.
0: When you first saw Steven, when you first came in, because Steven was there first, right? And then yeah. Martin walked you in. Yeah. Were you? Was your immediate thought like, fuck, I have competition? Or was your immediate thought like, Now I got a bro here with me. Like, what were your actual immediate thoughts?
2: I think at first, yeah, I was like, "Ah, gosh, here's some competition. But um, I don't know, I had so many thoughts racing through my mind. I'm sure none of us prepared for that. Yeah, that moment. And I think I had been there actually on set at that point, you know, maybe 10 hours. So the whole cameras all around, very new. Mm -hmm. Um, them setting up situations. You know, I didn't know how to act natural yeah. at all for, for like the first. And you can see that in filming for the first probably two episodes. Very uptight, especially the first, at least the first two. Right. Very uptight. Um, you know, not sure how I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then what was I feeling? I feeling maybe a little bit of competitive edge. Yeah. Um, not sure how that was going to play out with the ladies. But yeah, I don't know.
0: I feel like you two have different types, per se. Like, I feel yeah. like you guys were looking for different types of women. Did yeah. you realize that quickly, or was that something that took a little bit of time?
2: We established it in, like, five minutes. I knew oh, good. <laughs> I
1: knew I was like, they were. They looked at their photo wall of oil paintings, and yeah. it was like, dibs, 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 dibs. You good with these? You good with nine? Great. Fantastic. Yeah. We don't have to fight about this.
2: so actually how We didn't get the oil paintings yet until- so. <laughs> second night, but, but uh, the women started rolling up in those old Rolls Royces. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're just creeping out the window. you know. Like, and um, so we would, <laughs> he was dipping all the blondes and I was dipping all the brunettes. We were like, wait, what's your, what's your type? <laughs> and then, you know, we figured it out pretty quickly. That's, that's good.
1: We're not going to ask you to like name the person, but was there anybody who got out at the beginning where you were both like yeah, yeah.
2: Of thing, I think Katie when Katie got out, we were you know, we're both like, Yeah, because I, I like her, you know, top type of body style and everything. Yeah. And then, um, uh, Rachel, I think we, we we're both into Rachel too, straight off the bat.
0: Damn, Rachel uh, Steven said that too, that he he had he caught an eye for Rachel real quickly, and that's just, I mean, it's sad for her. I feel bad for her.
2: It, it was so funny because we were just on such a different page, I had no idea. Everything going on with her in the house and the uh-huh. produce, production company and yeah. her and the producers were just always at odds. um I thought she was a sweet girl, a sweetheart of a girl. A sweetheart. Down, there he goes. You
1: get an air horn for that, sir. Let's go. <laughs>
2: Let's go.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it when a plan comes together. That was great shit right there.
2: <laughs> I, I did though. So I was so confused when she left. I was a bit, a bit hurt that she didn't say goodbye to. Yeah, me yeah. or Stephen. So
0: yeah, yeah, you guys didn't know that she left. That was real when they all that the girls all came down. They were like, "Yeah, she's gone."
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, that was legit.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! You're like, what? what's going on here? I just and, saw her.
2: <laughs> I know, and then and then I heard the manner in which she left, yeah. which was you know quite dramatic.
1: Yeah. So. Uh-huh. yeah, people hiding under bed, under bed sheets, you know, and <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it, go home. It's, then it's yeah.
2: it's crazy. I mean, it's not for the weak of mind to yeah. put yourself in a situation like this.
0: Absolutely not.
2: It, um, you know, you don't realize how much effect it's going to have on you mentally uh, and emotionally. So, mm-hmm. you know, can't, can't uh, hate on anybody too much.
0: Absolutely. I fully agree with that. That's something that we try to remind all the people that, that listen to our podcast. Well, two things. One is that you're seeing one hour of 500 hours, like you uh-huh. said, every week. And the other thing is like, you know, they're being you guys are put in this bubble like you had. Well, you might have had access to the outside world, but those girls did it didn't. Um, because moving in to the next question. We saw you in the finale just sitting on at the table with the laptop. Now, yeah. I don't know how much reality TV you have in your back pocket, <laughs> no. but the fact that they gave you a laptop. Is insane. Now, I know that you've done interviews with other people saying, you know, that like they, they gave you some time on the laptop because you had work to do and whatnot. Yeah. Was it surprising to you that they gave you the laptop while they were filming?
2: Um. Well, they were always filming. So, okay. And, and especially in, in the gentleman's quarters, the gentleman's quarters, um, <laughs> there, there was always at least uh, two cameramen up there. And, okay. Uh, along with all the, the robo camps. So they were always filming uh, Steve and I working. I'm actually surprised they didn't put more of Steve and I working because we really did wake up and then grind. I mean, I was, you know, those two hours just frantic, trying to get as much shit as I could done Mm -hmm. um, because I knew if a fire need put out, you know, I wouldn't get to it until the next morning. Yeah.
1: So for for everybody who hasn't listened to the the other stuff, you guys were allowed to work for two hours each day on work stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's something that, and Steve and I didn't know know this until we did know it, but both of us um, had requested time to work and they told us different things. And then when we got there, uh, we both brought it up to them. We're like, hey, when do we get our time to work? Ah. So so we had both kind of written that into our contracts that we had to work while we were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, you know, they were cool with that. Um, so they decided that a producer would come down um, at like 6 a.m., and unlock our, our phones and our computers <laughs> out of a lockbox. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you were in timeout and yeah. you got your two hours of play. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I was like, like that's a, I, I usually don't start moving to like six thirty, six forty five normally. And Spit Steven, he he gets up at like freaking five thirty. So it it was rough for me because we, we would start to stop filming some nights till like two AM. Yeah, And then uh, they're like, shit, I got to get up and work. And somehow Stephen always just had so much energy. <laughs> he was like always downstairs waiting <laughs> on me every morning.
0: <laughs> that farming life, man. Yeah. Yeah. No sleep in farming.
2: No sleep.
1: Were they sitting there? Was there somebody sitting there like watching you work to make sure that no other sites were available? Or do they kind of just trust you to not like Google some of these people or find out their Instagram to see what type of photos they're posting?
2: Yeah, no, they – um. They, they kind of hardly monitored us. We had yeah. a pretty good rapport with them. I, mean, yeah. I wasn't I really had no desire to go in and search anyhow. It kinda would have, you know, not been much fun through the whole process. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I committed to 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 what I came there to do. And right. So neither of us was looking anybody up. I mean, and also they did have robocamps. It's not like we're taking our phones to the bathroom or anything. Yeah. So yeah, you know, they had they could watch us from the control room if they wanted, see what was on my screen. So, and, and you would see, I mean, you know, I'd be walking around calls, texts and stuff and the cameras, you just hear them following you. They're just following you around.
1: Did that feel weird? Like, did that ever feel normal or just, it never settles?
2: Uh, I mean, honestly, I just, it's funny now I have this irrational, like anywhere I go now wrestlers, I think I'm like. Finding all the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> I know where all my camera points are anywhere. Anytime I go somewhere now, <laughs> finding
1: your light, make sure you're in the right light. Yeah. Yeah. Checking to make sure your mic is not there anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah where is it at? We need to change out you the guys, batteries. How many hours? You guys it got there? me? Test. Yeah. We'll you good? See. Good. Siblings. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. That's amazing. Okay. There is another phrase that you said that um, I may or may not have beat you up about. Um, you at one point said, "Money comes and money goes." Can you tell me where it goes?
2: Yeah, you spend it. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. but that's a choice. It's not like it just grows wings and flies away.
2: <laughs> I guess what I mean. I guess what I meant by that. Well, where it goes for me, it goes on get spent on clothing. Oh,
1: <laughs> clothing is your 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 thing of choice.
2: That's my thing. That's my okay. kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm actually starting up a uh, designer jacket brand with a buddy. Nice. It's kind of my, my side passion we can talk more on that later but um I think what I meant by that is like I've seen it growing up in my family and we there's times we had we were flush and there's times we were flat broke Mm -hmm. so um you know I've just seen and and economically too I mean you see you see the uh, ebbs and flows uh, economically so uh, I guess what I meant is I don't covet money that much because you know it could be here here today gone tomorrow Mm-hmm. Um, no, I myself I know how to make money I know how to survive so I know I'll always be fine but I guess what I'm saying is yeah I don't really covet money that much
0: okay that makes sense and then I guess I guess piggybacking off of that would there was times where I truly like my heart went out to you because they were really focusing in obviously the show is Joe Millionaire the whole point of it is that yeah. one of you is a millionaire and one of you isn't were there times where you were like all right, we get it. Like one of us isn't a millionaire and one of us is like you guys are really digging me a hole right now. You
3: got it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Were you just like, All right, I got it. Like I'm they not were, you poor. know, quote unquote
2: poor <laughs> dates, yeah. like
0: all of that kind of stuff. Did it ever like hurt know. you? <sighs>
2: not really. So they they prefaced it ahead of time to me. They're like, Look, do you mind? Uh-huh. Like, do you care if we sell you as poor? So guys, you can sell me whatever way you want. I don't really care. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's it's not not no, not poor. It's not, not untrue though. I mean, I think they were kind of selling me maybe a couple of years ago before mm-hmm. I started my company. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, but at the same time, you know, even as a, a lead superintendent, like I was making good money in, in the construction industry. Oh yeah. Absolutely. No, no, I wasn't making what I am now. No, I I would have still been considered very blue collar, right. Very, very middle-class. So I think that yeah, more so is kind of, I guess, how they were you know, trying to sell me, but no, I didn't, I don't really have much of an ego, and it didn't really hurt my pride <laughs> to to sell me like that. You know, like i'm I'm proud of the life I'm built for myself. Yeah. If that's if that's the little like the sound bites they needed for the success of the show, you know I'm a mm-hmm. deep player, that doesn't bother me. i
1: I like at the the finale because we're going to get to some of that stuff here now and and stuff after. The finale, like, when they were like, okay, now it's time for you to tell her you don't have money. And Martin's like, you can step away for a moment. I'm like, yes. what are you doing to him? What are you doing to him? Oh, my God. He's yeah. going through it like she knows. Like, we all know. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's just like, we got it, guys. Yeah,
2: they, they harped on it uh, a lot. But like I said, it was its they needed those sound bites, and I, and I understood that. so.
0: Were you ever at any point like worried actually that any of these girls were like not we're not going to be into you if they found out you were quote unquote poor which I know that you are not but I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to keep saying quote unquote poor for yeah. the, the sake of this Um
2: it, I think I probably would have been able to tell but I don't I never really got that vibe from from any of these women mm-hmm. Uh I would say that there's nothing glorious about what or or glamorous, not glorious. It might be glorious. I don't know. There's nothing glamorous <laughs> nothing glamorous about what I do though. I mean my day yeah. construction is a dirty business. Um it is a very blue collar business, but it's something that also I, I take pride in it because of that fact. Um, you yeah, know, so so maybe my you know, maybe my Monday through Friday might be a little bit different than some of these women were used to, but you know, on the weekends I do the fancier stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if that answered the question. I guess I guess I guess they I would hope they'd see, you know, maybe my work ethic and/or my aspirations, and look past the fact that I'm not a multimillionaire.
0: Yeah. Yet. Not yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Until that jacket company takes off. Jacket company. I got a few. I, I need. A- I need one in a big guy size. So we'll we'll discuss that later. I
2: got you. They're gonna be they're gonna be unisex, but we'll make a, we'll make a, a bigger one. Okay. Oh, we'll, love that. Special order. Oh, yeah. That's
1: fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll I'll, I'll wear it here in L. A. And like. Oh, they're
2: gonna be very LA. They're gonna be perfect. <laughs> describe them. It'd be Japanese meets Western American.
0: Ooh, okay. So, yeah. I like
1: that. A little street a little like uh a little streetwear esque, maybe?
2: Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of different styles. We're gonna have some bombers, okay. some jean jackets. Kimonos are probably gonna be one of our biggest, but they're gonna be like kimonos you'd wear out, you know, to uh you know, nightclub or something or, oh. or not out of town. They're gonna to be higher end kimonos, not like not walk around
0: your here. Interesting. Interesting. Now I will say, uh, you know, and again, this could be just because of, you know, you had to wipe your Instagram and clean it up before you went on or whatnot, but kind of scrolling back in your Instagram versus what you're kind of posting now, you seem to have a little bit more of like an outward, uh, fashion sense. You know, we got the big brimmed cap hats with the feathers in it and uh-huh. all that stuff. Is that always kind of been how you dress or has like this experience kind of helped you become more like outward with that kind of stuff?
2: No, I've always, it, it's been hard here in Charlotte. Charlotte lacks fashion sense. So typically when I do dress a little more outlandish, I do it in different cities. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it, it's probably something I've been exploring for maybe the past four or five years and, and maybe the past two, three years, I've, I've definitely gotten a lot more creative with my fashion and, and, you know, kind of the things I'm willing to push and, and stuff. So um, it's a newer kind of progression for me, I think and and I keep planning to explore that, you know, take it to the limits.
1: That's awesome. That's I mean, listen, throwing a hair care line and you're golden man. I mean, that <laughs> the the hair is is it always been this great? Did you get it at one point recently and like it was just like shooting fish in a barrel when you were out living your life <laughs> and you're like I got to keep this now? Because honestly it's- if I was Steven, which I am, Steven with a PH, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> And you yeah. walked in with that fucking hair. I would have been like, I mean, what, what the fuck am I doing here, guys? What the fuck am I doing here?
2: <laughs> it was, and uh, they got they definitely cut these clips for it was funny. He was, it was definitely on his mind because the first couple of nights he couldn't stop mentioning like the man bun. He's like, well, you know, he's like basically the same person, but he's got better hair. He kept, <laughs> he kept like repeating that line. So I think, he, yeah, he might have been bothered by it at first. <laughs>
0: Do you have any hair care secrets or tips or, you know, or do you just yeah. wash it and dry it and this is just your natural name? You know,
2: what's
1: the routine?
2: I think, every you know, everybody's hair is different, right? Just like yes. with health, everybody's body's different. So I think different things work for different people. But I mean, for me, I only shampoo once a week, typically and oh. then condition, <sighs> twice a week.
0: I'm so
1: jealous. We're using like a high-end shampoo or what What are we doing?
2: Yeah, I use Tea Tree. Um, okay. Okay. It's a Paul Mitchell brand, So yep. uh-huh. It's a little bit higher end. I, I recommend to me something that I might try, but I still have a ton of that stuff left, so I'm gonna use that out. Um, uh, yeah, it works for me. I don't really have that greasy of hair, and and I, I see like day three, four. That's my, that's my going out hair. So. Okay,
1: is it a, is it a type of thing when you go out? Is it product up or is it just natural? Just you got the natural flow. I don't use any product. Wow, unbelievable!
0: <laughs> Insane. Did you always have the long hair, or was it a COVID grow-out that you just kept?
2: Uh, it was. I started growing it out about five years. I think I reinvented myself about five years ago. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: And that's um, that's when I started growing it out. Yeah, I've had it ever since. And I don't know if I ever like. I just took I took like three inches off um, the other day uh, just to uh-huh. kind of give it a, a fresh start. But I don't think I'll ever go back to short hair. It's just kind of part of my mantra now. I think.
0: Yeah.
1: I like it. I mean it's wow. it's a good play. I mean I would do it. I tried it didn't work. I got real long and then I looked like a hobo. It was a bad look. I mean we did say we I want your take on this before we move to the finale and stuff like that. Yeah. We did say for season 2 get a get a millionaire and yeah. then just get like a hot hobo from Venice Beach and clean him up because if we're going to do it let's do it. You know, <laughs> let's go for it.
2: I think that's what they were uh, honestly. I think that's what they were looking for. <laughs> no, no, I'm dead serious. I mean, that's that is based on what they were trying to sell us, they wanted a trust fund kid. Yeah. And then they wanted just a freaking bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bummed, they wanted they wanted just like a guy with big difference. lowest level, lowest level construction or something. I mean, they were always looking for a construction guy. And then um, I think they wanted a trust fund kid on, on Stephen's side. Mm-hmm. But it made it made way more sense when they started filing through, you know, the the people um, to have two blue collar guys because they thought they they might be a little more relatable.
1: Well, let's get to the finale because I I, I feel like I've cracked a little bit. I want to say a calico, even though that's the thing that we do now. We crack all sorts of codes. But yeah, <laughs> when did you mentally make the decision of what you were going to do? Because to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh I feel like the decision was made before your last round of dates, because when you came back from your date with Carolyn, he goes, did you fall in love again? And you're like, yep. Cool. Cool. So was it did you decide kind of before that time? Okay, this is what my choice is here and I'll just have to deal with it. Or was the decision only made because you had to let production know what the options of how everything was going to play out?
2: yeah no i mean you're very perceptive that that Thank was you. the case I, I had decided before that i was not going to choose carolyn yeah mm-hmm. and then we went on that other date i was like damn it <laughs> yeah um
1: you got back you're like i hate this can we do like three yeah. more weeks of this just let me keep going please
2: <laughs> yeah so i had decided before the final round of dates who i was going to choose um, and it was god it was so tough um, sitting there with Carolyn on that final date, knowing in the back of my head, that I wasn't going to choose her and yeah. I could mm-hmm. tell her in her eyes. She absolutely knew I wasn't going to choose her. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was, that sucked, it, you know, it was put in a no-win situation. Um, and you know, you have to try to make these women, um, fall in love with you and you them. And then, <laughs> then you're just supposed to cut it off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was definitely tougher uh, than I thought it would be. But yeah, I was trying to make the decision I thought would be better for my life in the future.
0: Did you mentally make that decision like the week of your guys' last dates or did you kind of already know a, a little bit earlier that you were leaning towards Amanda? Um, I know this is tough.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, I think that, uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I definitely like with, uh, Amanda and, um carolyn were definitely my front r- runners but i i really wasn't sure that even i was going to get rid of whitney completely until she mm-hmm. broke up with me yeah. so i was i was truly really <laughs> torn there at the end I was trying <laughs> to figure out you know what's the, what's the best like i said what's the best choice for my future so
3: mm-hmm. i don't know
2: i don't know that it was like i was leaning towards amanda over carolyn i just i just saw a lot of um I just saw a lot of red flags in what Carolyn and I's relationship might look like. Um, and so I just felt it was best to not go in that direction.
1: Mm-hmm. There was something that one of your family members said, and I can't remember exactly what it was. And I don't know if it was taken out of context, so maybe you can help, but I know you said yeah. that day was a little wild. Yeah. I think maybe it was, was it your mom maybe, or somebody yeah. said like I, it, this feels a lot like your last relationship or something yeah. like that. Was that, was that was that about Carolyn? And
2: I, I think it was about Carolyn. I just don't know if it was mm, valid. I don't Got know. You. I don't really even know my mom's intent in, in saying okay. that mm-hmm. comment. If I if I can be completely honest. Yeah. So I think um, I think maybe what she was referring to is is I had told them that I was very passionate about uh, Carolyn, and in my last relationship was very passionate as well. So I think that might have been something my mom was was getting at. And she was, you know, wanting me to be a little apprehensive of.
0: Is this kind of how you've always been with women in your life that you kind of pick one and fall really hard? Or is this a more recent trend for you?
2: No, that's, a, that's about as curt as Kurt Compton. <laughs> <Okay. are. laughs> yeah, I I find something I fixate on them and, you know, go in on it. So.
1: And because of that, I know um, originally we had said, like, when you first got there, there was obviously that attraction right from the get go when you were looking over the thing that was not edited. That was completely what was being felt in that moment. Right. It was just like Mm -hmm. a tractor beam pulling you in. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think it was also very nice that straight out the bat, you know, I was happy um, because I was a little bit nervous, um, with them thinking, you know, gosh, are they going to have somebody here? That's my type. Yeah. Because I was very vague. Um, I remember in the initial interview when I went to Hollywood and they did a quick interview. I didn't know they were kind of probing what my type was because they were trying to select the women. So I was just like, "Ah, I like them all, you know, (laughs) whatever. Blonde, redhead, brunette, all skin colors. I like them all. And so I didn't really tell them me, maybe my true type or what my, my true type is. So it was nice looking out in the crowd. I was like, oh, shoot, there she is right there. That's my type. So I was, I think it was a bit of, um, I was relieved. I was excited. Mm. Uh, and then I could tell that she was obviously, you know, staring back at me over Steven. So.
0: Yeah. It was pretty clear. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So production, obviously they came to you at the end and they were like, you have to make a decision clearly. And I know you said that you had kind of mentally made the decision before the last dates with the two girls was like putting the actual nail in the coffin and being like, it's Amanda and it's not Carolyn. Was that like really hard for you to like say and process? And then also like, how did you emotionally handle that? Cause it's, that's difficult to just cut somebody out like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was even more difficult staring, you know, Carolyn in the eyes and saying that mm-hmm. after she said, you know, a pretty heartfelt speech to me. So that was, it was definitely difficult. And that was something, and they didn't really show this in a lot of the edits. That was something that's always kind of triggered me and why I struggled a lot of this series is like, I don't, I don't, (laughs) I hate this shit in relationships. I hate having to either break up with a girl or get into something, then it goes sour. And I just, Mm -hmm. I don't like really like hurting women. I don't like the whole breakup. I kind of avoid confrontation with women because of that. So I I struggled to, you know, really be honest with maybe these women on, you know, how I was feeling just for, for fear of, you know, maybe hurting their feelings. And um so that was definitely <laughs> tough at the end there. Um, yeah. knowing, and knowing through that, you know, I definitely had, it definitely had a, a, a connection with Carolyn and, and, you know, we definitely had some, you know, maybe some serious conversation, you not know, that serious, but we definitely had some serious moments, um mm-hmm. some, pa- some passionate moments. And I could tell that she felt, you know, it was like a bit of, a ruse or like were you lying to me the whole time but, mm. you know i just kind of felt like i was disingenuous. you know maybe to, to a certain extent i was and that's i think that's the part of this whole reality dating thing that i didn't care for you know because you feel so much yeah. pressure you're there for love you're trying to sell love you're trying to be in love mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the the moment you you start questioning that you know everybody's upset with you
0: yeah. Did you, did you find yourself kind of like talking yourself into being more into certain people or like, you know, mentally taking like the next step in the relationship because you felt you had to do that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you feel like, like you said this, it's why you're there. And, mm-hmm. and that's all you fixate on in, in conversations for hours. Mm. I mean, it's like a freaking mental <laughs> asylum in there. You just... <laughs> you fixate on somebody you talk about him forever I, I promise you if, if you not, and i sat here and we talked about you know if you're not already in love them if we talked about steven for for 4 days straight about all the things you like about him and stuff you're going to start falling in love with steven it's mm-hmm. like it, it it's this weird psychological experiment so um so yeah it's when you're in it you are you're you're in it and you're there to to be in love and to try and fall in love so Sometimes you do, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or at least or at least the illusion of falling
1: in love. Right. Sure. Do you feel like that's what happened with you when you left? That you leave this bubble, yes. And you leave these like like set up dates, and then you yeah. you're facing like the reality of, okay, we're outside of this now. How yeah. does this actually even work? And now it's a more responsibility on us to be there. Do you yeah. feel like that was? one of the factors, because I know, like, I guess Amanda had said you weren't emotionally available because of a past relationship. I imagine that can't be the only reason that this (laughs) did not work out. That seems like a bit of a stretch, at least for me. No,
2: yeah, I think I'm I'm definitely very emotionally available for the right person. I just don't think I was emotionally available for her. Mm -hmm. Um, We, I think, yeah, once you snap back into reality and you see each other in the real world, um, I think for me, I just understood that we were very different people from very different backgrounds, and that you know, we we, we just we for for me, and, and I'm, I'm like I don't want to I don't wanna get into an airing anybody's laundry, you know, yeah, clean or dirty. But for me, I think I just see things through a different lens than 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 she does, and that's completely fine. But it was not going to make for a successful relationship.
0: How quickly into you guys leaving did you realize that it wasn't going to work out? Was it, like, pretty quick, or did was it kind of like a slow burn?
2: Uh, it was pretty quick, yeah. I mean, we had broken up right after Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Three, four weeks maybe then? Yeah, like, like, four, like four weeks. Yeah.
0: Did you get the promise ring back? <laughs> no. No? Oh darn. That's
2: a bitter subject.
0: Oh oh, man.
2: I was told it was mine to give, apparently not.
0: (laughs) Oh wow. Does she do you know if she still has it?
2: I don't think she does either. I think we're we're both getting the short end of the stick on that
1: one. We'll call whatever the company was that um, you know, got the got the mention there, you know, when the Mm -hmm. box opened. And we'll we'll let them know that when you when you need another one that they owe you one at this point
2: yeah yeah for, for sure
1: we got steven to promise to give drea a cake because he got rid of her on her birthday and didn't give her a cake so we we yeah. got that <laughs> we've gotten suzanne to uh, to agree to finish the knitting for martin's scarf nice. so like we, we get things done here at the number one just to let you know okay <laughs> the number one. i like it we're getting this we're getting this shit figured out
0: <laughs> we'll take a break from the aggressives I'll, I'll, I'll give you a nice little softball for a minute okay tell us about martin I want to hear, I love, I love hearing about Martin. Like everybody says how great Martin was. We interviewed Martin and it was easily the best day of my life. Like (laughs) how, how much of like a father figure was, was he? Because like, you know, when he, at the end, you guys walked up and Mm. you said you guys were kind of like his sons. And you said specifically that that meant a a lot. And I mean, that was like a really genuine moment. So like, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Martin.
2: Yeah, it was, he, he was, the only other than the producers, you know, he was the only other guy on the set with us. So, you know, we had me and Steven, but Martin, Martin spent a lot of time with us as well.
1: I'm glad you got Winston the fuck out of there after all that happened. Make sure he's, he's in the fucking production Winston. truck. Can't have him <laughs> taking any more girls.
2: Hey, hey, I mean, Winston's a good looking dude. So good yeah. name on it.
1: I thought he was a fake. I was like, I've seen production people. They don't look like Winston. Yeah, yeah, that's a plant. We were sure that it was a plant, but
2: yeah. And he he honestly, like, he wanted no part of that attention either. He was definitely trying to shy away from it. Yeah. (laughs) So I think he was even, like, nervous for his job at one point. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Winston didn't want any of that smoke. He was not trying to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, Stephen told us that they, after that whole situation happened with Sarah Rose, all of a sudden he was non-existent. He was really in the back after that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that... that, (laughs) That whole situation with Sarah Rose, dude. Like, I, I, <laughs> I found the whole thing comical because, like I said, I was like, well, "Shit, Winston's a good looking dude." I don't, you know, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly, I'm not giving, like, I wasn't giving her the attention that she was desiring. Mm-hmm. I don't think Stephen was either, so it's only natural, right? Yeah. I mean, if two of the guys who they're competing for aren't giving you attention, mm-hmm. sure, hit on the hot production guy. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought the whole thing was comical. Like, I was, I was like. Go get it, girl, and we're having to.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and we're having to give this like serious speech. Like we're so upset. How could you? And Steven is just killing it. <laughs> Steven's is, Steve is knocking it out because that guy was. I mean, this that guy was made for television. Yeah. There's a reason why I don't speak because I could because I couldn't speak without laughing.
0: Well, I was gonna say, were you super happy that Martin was the one that kind of did most of the eliminating? Because oh, you guys sure. just kinda like told Martin a name and he went in and, and did all the dirty work for you and you yeah. guys just stood there and hugged him and was like, I'm sorry, Martin said your name. I'm so sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't even know. Uh, Surprise. It wasn't our choice. Martin, Martin, Martin is secretly the guy pulling all the strings around here, ladies. I know,
2: watching it back, it'd be it did seem a bit cowardice um, because it does yeah. seem like it does seem like we're just scapegoating Martin here. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: geez. Mixie said that quite a few number of times. She goes, "This is unbelievable. They're just having Martin <laughs> do all the work for him. Just say someone's name, take
2: it, take it on the chin."
0: i I mean if i was given that opportunity to let someone else do the breaking up obviously i'd give them that opportunity but yeah i was like come (laughs) on guys say something
2: yeah well i think i think what it was too is the uh executive producers saw because we we did talk a good bit before that and they never really showed that because our elimination ceremonies were condensed yeah uh, just to get more content the show but but steve and i did talk we typically would say something about each And we typically go through and say something positive and negative, yeah. you know, to their face. And I, I think there was one or two of the early on eliminations where, you know, we were we kind of like prepped it at the moment. You know, this is why we like you, but these are the reasons why we don't. And and it was really hard. It was hard for me to be like, look, I like it, but this is why I got to kick you out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> which seems really dumb when it comes to it, right? Like, I like you for these reasons, but you know what? You got to go.
2: Yeah. But you know what? After knowing you for two and a half days, (laughs) see ya. Like, you know.
1: Thanks for quarantining. (laughs) Get on out of here.
2: (laughs) Get the fuck out. We're done with you here in this house. It was like, it was brutal. So I think that the EP saw that initially and they're like, all right, let's just scapegoat Martin and, and kind of put it, put it more and more.
0: Did you get a lot of advice from Martin? I know that some of the other girls and Steven even said that, you know, he had really good, uh, advice because of his, you know, life and his kids and his wife and all of that.
2: Uh, he was observant and he did observe some tendencies with with Carolyn and I. And uh, he did come and say something to me a few times. It was like, hey, you know, this situation is being manipulated. I see that you, you know, are, are letting yourself be affected by a situation that you, sh- you should not be otherwise affected by. So. Uh, he was observing and, uh, yeah, he, 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 was helpful here and there, but, um, I, I think more of our bonding relationship was just in his humor, the dumb shit he would come down at the manor and say.
1: <laughs> and singing to you. I heard he, uh, he took the lyrics from the song and sang.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, oh man, Steve and I had this, uh, uh, this funny one that we wanted to do for an elimination ceremony. He would play, um uh the titanic song the, Every night, he would play oh the yeah car, and then and then and then i would sing it and we'd say we can do it do it now, an elimination ceremony
0: was martin like absolutely not i he, sing no he was,
2: sing. <laughs> yeah well, i can't sing but he was about it we tried to pitch it to the producers like you guys are idiots no <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, good for you guys. I'm sure not a lot of reality shows have the leads pitching no,
2: ideas for adding not. more content. I mean, it probably would have, they probably would have taken that the wrong way. Like, my heart will go on, go yeah. on as we eliminate them. Be like, we can't <laughs> license
1: that song. Get out of here. Oh, that,
2: that's true too. Like, oh, yeah,
1: here. that's a lot of money. That's our entire budget is to license <laughs> five seconds of that song. So, yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna do that. Yeah, I want to talk really quickly before we finish out with our other ones. Yeah. The night of the camping which is one yeah. of the one of my favorite episodes of reality TV ever because of numerous reasons because what we what we called um Lapgate was part of it um yeah. just random cows mooing in the background during conversations <laughs> that were captioned on TV really? in case you missed it you know yeah, were they <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, yeah it said moo
0: it said cow colon moo
1: that's hilarious and not on the closed captions the ones they put on TV when sometimes you can't hear it said "cow moo," and it was it was fantastic.
2: Sally, it's hilarious. She is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Martin going to help with the headlamp on.
2: Yeah, right in your fucking face. Sorry, can I can I cuss on this? Oh please,
0: all okay. the fucking cussing. Let's go. Oh,
2: yeah, I cuss <laughs> like a sailor. I'm in construction. I gotta, I gotta. It was really hard on the show not to cuss. I had to rewrite my entire vocabulary. Wow,
1: yeah, sure. Okay. So looking back at that, looking back at that day, was that? Would you say that that is the wildest day? Like the most happened there, the most exhausting day, and then you have to like sleep in tents. We heard there was a plan for you to leave the tent that you were tackled by maybe a security guard at, when you were going to go do something. So uh,
2: you know, I'm not going
1: to confirm it tonight. Never, never made
2: television, so
0: yeah, huh? Nobody we, saw it.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah, it was miserable, and I have, I have a bad back that I've been working through, and, and through, down there, I didn't have like my chiropractor or my masseuse or anything, so my back was always out of whack, and so these days were freaking killing me, and then I had to sleep on this shitty cot,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah, I think I got like an hour of sleep that night, it sucked, after just getting <laughs> my ass chewed out all night, that was, yeah, that all was probably, night. all night, all night, I was in trouble from the time, pretty much, from the time the sun started to set until the end of the night I was in trouble.
1: I was gonna say maybe from the moment you showed up to the moment you left, it felt like something. Yeah. Honest
2: honestly, that's that's kinda how the whole experience feels. And it
1: felt so <laughs> weird seeing the juxtaposition between you and Steven. He's like, I'm just enjoying getting to know these women. And I'm like, Kurt is getting destroyed daily yeah. over here, and Steven's just like I got so many ladies to pick from. And you know it's
2: you know it's actually bullshit too. Steven, first first one to kiss a girl. Uh-huh. And then he kissed like three girls in a row. Well, Stephen kissed. Per- <laughs> Stephen kissed pretty much every girl on the show. I kissed four. Yeah. And I was the bad boy. I'm the party boy. I'm the you know. <laughs> I'm the flirt. I'm this, that, and the other. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm literally. I-, I was having to get talked to by the production company, <laughs> to go in and-, and flirt with more of these women because I was they were saying I was excluding them and stuff Mm. Um, yet I was the one getting you know getting the bad rap
1: yeah I mean you're sucking cake off a thumb night one you would think that would give you enough to go on for the rest of the time all right
2: that was that was pretty good and also someone said suck it so yeah
0: I mean hey if somebody says suck it you gotta suck it right
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah Rachel's face with that that was like her shock wow i didn't realize it was that bad until watching it back It was pretty funny
0: <laughs> what was your favorite date
2: oh what was my favorite date the day on the lake was pretty fun
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> on the boat good yeah time
2: there. on the boat yeah pretty good time there
1: is that a like a typical like weekend hang that you would do
2: for sure yeah but neighbor here's got a yacht that he keeps at the lake up here we go up there like every other weekend <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I'm in Charlotte. I'm hitting you up. I want to be on a yacht. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: I want to jump back a little bit to kind of what happened after um, the finale and everything. You recently did an interview with Variety. Um, In that interview, you said in hindsight, you wish you had left alone. Now, I understand, obviously, you, the things with Amanda didn't work out and whatnot. Do you still kind of stand by that? I mean, like, obviously, I know you said before if Whitney hadn't dumped you, you know, maybe something would have happened with that situation. Yeah. Do you still stand by, like, you wish you had left alone?
2: Yeah, I think just, you know, that's in hindsight, right? And so it sounds harsh to say it like that. I guess just seeing, you know, how the dice fell. Um, yeah, I, you know, wish, I wish that, I, I wouldn't have, you know, I wish I, I would have just made a decision that I could have stand, stood by. And, and mm-hmm. at this point, the only decision I could stood by is, you know, is no decision, choosing nobody. And I think that I obviously didn't stand by the decision uh, to choose Amanda because we broke up quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm not mad that I didn't choose Carolyn. I think that was absolutely the right thing to do. That relationship wasn't going anywhere um and i know she's trying to act like it would have maybe after but we had very real talks even after production about how that relationship wasn't going anywhere so um and then whitney you know whitney and i have really developed a good friendship so
3: mm-hmm.
2: i don't know if if, if you know had things changed if, if her and i would have developed an actual relationship but i think we're way better as friends and uh, you know so maybe things happened as they should have
0: so you're putting to rest the rumor of you and Whitney.
2: Yes, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no me and Whitney. Um, she's just, yeah, uh, you know, we get her along, you know, really well. She's a homie. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, she seems like a great
1: girl. Are you surprised by everything that's happened after the show, or did you? Because I'm t- the, just the amount of stuff is like, even for us recapping this, I had to step <laughs> back from it. Like, I just, I can't deal with it. Were you just? Because there was, like, Reddit stuff. There was, like, Twitter stuff. There are like, yeah. you know, people tweet things and, like, yeah. have to read into them. Are you just sitting there seeing this stuff being like, what is going on? Is this about me? What's happening?
2: Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, so I learned my lesson back in college. For some reason, people have always just loved it. Yeah, and like I said, maybe I am I the drama. Maybe I am the drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to at least think that I could have some yeah. possible effect in all this. I like right? that
1: you're aware of that at least. That's yeah. a good yeah. thing. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> very mm, mature. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I, maybe I am the problem. But in college, there was a whole website dedicated to talking shit on Kurt Sowers. It was a College ACD. I don't know if you guys remember that website that's
0: interesting you got a whole website that's special it was
2: it was the anonymous like shit talking website in college so there was a whole thread on college acb it was literally a whole page dedicated to Kurt hours and, wow. and i never got there ready, but i was i've been used to the people like just making up shit about me around their mouth with me so i don't know why i'm a target but uh no i i didn't expect i guess i just didn't expect um so any conversations that I did have with any of these women post production, I, I, especially Carolyn, um, they what I thought were mutual conversations between two two consenting adults. Um, so I don't, whatever way she is trying to manipulate it, I don't get if it's coming from a place of, um, you know, she's just heard one's validation, if she is just uh, looking for attention on it, um, or if she did think that there, there was some hopes of us in the future. But like I said, we when well, we did talk post production, you know, I was just hoping to keep it cordial. Um, and when the idea of us seeing each other or, or us becoming anything post-production, I shut it down immediately. It was like, no, dude, you know, what happened, ha- happened as it should have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not going to be together. And I think we both understood that. So I don't know mm-hmm. where all, the, all that is coming from now. Um, and Let's... then I, I haven't really seen any of other drama. <laughs> I just what? get clips people send to me. I don't really get on the... Uh, I don't go out and look for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I again, I I saw all over Reddit that you had unfollowed Carolyn and Amanda. I'm assuming it's just to kind of like exit that part of your life and move forward. Is that kind of why?
2: With the Amanda thing, I think we just, it it probably ended a little bit worse than either of us wants to, you know, talk about it because we don't really care to get into it. Uh And so I just didn't, you know, want to keep that ruse going. Um, And with Carolyn, I only unfollowed her after... You know i getting sent all this stuff of her like i said manipulating what the uh, reality is and so i was just like well i don't need that i mean if you're gonna you know if you're gonna go ahead and try and air our laundry that um i would have considered us like it, it like i said it was a mutual conversation between us i mean mm-hmm. i've got receipts as long as cbs and so does she so i don't understand I don't understand her agenda with it. So, when I was getting sent that out, it was just kind of like a betrayal of trust to me. And I was like, well, I don't need people in my life that I can't trust. So, yeah, I just don't follow her.
0: Okay. That makes sense. There was a moment when we were talking to her and we, you know, asked her a question about, you know, if there was a possibility of you guys. And I think this was prior to her interview with Reality Steve and all that mm-hmm. stuff kind of coming out. She told us that she thought if you guys were ever in the same room again, that it would be like unstoppable. Would you agree with that? Even with everything that's happened, like just physical attraction wise, like, yeah. cause it seemed really intense on the show, like really yeah. intense. And I know that, you know, there were security guards keeping you from visiting each other in the late hours <laughs> of the night. So, you know, you never really had that. I
1: mean, and again, like, a relationship is different than being like, all right, let's just get this one out of our system, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, I, think everybody would be like, yeah, let's two let attractive people, let them do the what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: what do they say? All is love and all is fair and love and war, right? Yeah, um, exactly.
0: So, like, do you do you agree with that statement? Do you think? And, and I'm not saying that you guys ever would get in the same room. Yeah. I think at yeah. this, especially at this point with what you're saying, that's never really going to happen. But do you agree? Disagree? What are your thoughts on that?
2: I I would maybe uh, leading up to this, if if things hadn't shaken out as they had possibly, but mm-hmm. I think now um, kind of me seeing maybe her true colors or, or just, uh, like I said, I, I just don't trust her anymore. So I, I don't, I, I think, no, my, I'm, I'm turned off by the idea of that now, just because of the way she's handled herself, you know, post-production and and wanting to air out my laundry or or tease to air out my laundry, I guess, if you want to, you know, I don't really need that in my life. So, you know, I think that's, I think that ship is long sailed.
0: Okay. That makes sense. And then I want to ask you one more serious question before we get to our two questions that we've asked everyone. Oh,
1: so much fun. You better get your British accent ready. Just <laughs> all
0: right. what did you learn about yourself from this? Looking back on all of this stuff that happened, you know, I, I, you don't seem like a guy that lives with regret. Um, and you know, do, what did you learn about yourself from this? Cause I, you had to have taken something away from this whole experience outside of the drama of these girls and everything.
2: <laughs> um, I learned, uh, just from watching myself back, but I realize how like lanky and awkward I can be Just kind of <laughs> a, like shuffle around a lot and kind of fidget a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's something I'm working on. Um, <laughs>
0: do you have a better idea of maybe what you're looking for in the future? And are you looking right now or are you happily single?
2: No, I'm not happily single. I was actually having this revelation today. I, you know, I do, I've always been a relationship guy. I very mm-hmm. much cra- crave to be in a happy, successful relationship. Um, you know, and that's something. And I, and I would like to have kids sooner than later. So, you know, I do wish that I you know, could find the right person. At the same time, I'm not I'm not trying to force it. I think I need to keep putting out um, into the world what I want to get back. and mm. A lot of that I think I'll find in, in the right partner. So I think I just got to keep working on myself and being, being a better me. And maybe I'll get that in a partner in return. Um, I don't know what I, what I learned most out of this. Mm. Um,
1: Maybe that you need somebody locally in the area. I mean, that seems to be like
0: zip code matters kind
1: of a, a kind of a thing, you know. So if the if the DMs are open, you should be in the greater Charlotte metro area at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a needy lover, so I definitely need someone close.
1: <laughs> yeah. is that something you you had known before that you were like, I need somebody like here, and that was like a big thing with like she was living somewhere else. You, and it just doesn't work.
2: Yeah, I, I, I definitely have my reservations on a long-term relationship. Yeah. I don't know, and it's not really a trust thing. It's just a look. If you're going, if, if you're going to go in with somebody, you know, I like to have them. Yeah, um, got it. And, and and then me. So I I have my reservations about long-term relationships in general. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, what what did I learn? <laughs> most?
0: it's a tough question.
1: It is. It's
2: a tough question.
1: Maybe it's good to have uh, really good friends who actually care about you as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I've known that though. I think the part of the man I am today is because of the company I keep, and mm-hmm. you know, I keep I keep some good, some really good gentlemen around me who you know I strive to be like them and them me, and uh, so I think that's an important part of anybody's progression as a man or woman. Yeah, so keep good company.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to move on. I do want to ask one one final thing before we we do our last things as well. Um, looking back, is there a favorite moment of the show that either aired or did not air that you were just like it's just an absolute highlight that you play again in your head over and over and over again?
2: So all these stupid little um, <clears throat> etiquette lessons.
1: Ah, oh, yes.
0: Oh, Martin was telling us about that. Yeah
2: so we had a couple that were that were just hilarious but steven and i were you know just freaking frack we were on the same page <laughs> with, with these things so um one in particular is before the boat day okay. uh, he's trying to teach us how to ride a jet ski or, or so that to the energy lessons always pertain to the date that we were going on okay so martin has an ottoman set up oh, and God. he's pretending that's this is the jet ski image. oh, oh this is this is how you get on and this is how you get the lady on <laughs> And so it's me up front, right? I'm I'm i the man in this situation because Martin. It, it, what was funny too about the etiquette lessons is Martin would always make me the female just because of my <laughs> long hair. But we laughed. We laughed every time. It was like it was just funny the way he said it, and like Stephen and I, I just always I got a kick it. out of it. Um, so I'm the man this time. I'm up front, and then Stephen <laughs> gets in behind me, and you know Stephen and I were just we're already playing this up so steven just snuggles up right behind me i mean we're <laughs> we're we're dick the butt and then and then martin martin then decides he wants to get in there too so now we're just dick butt dick butt oh we're also sl- you know, <laughs> we're all slammed in this little ottoman and and we're riding together and then martin's like uh showing us you know we gotta lean this way so all three of us lean this way all three of us lean in that <laughs> way and then i think he gets up and he's like Oh, no there's a wave ahead and so instinctively me and me and steven just oh and we both jumped together on the ottoman and it was just so insane we were all playing it up and uh, yeah that was that was a moment that i wish they they put on the uh put on screen because i i hope it translated as well as as we thought it did because it was freaking hilarious we were cracking up <laughs>
0: I need all these this unreleased footage. We've we've learned so much of good stuff. Yeah,
1: there's tons of unreleased footage we've asked for. We, we yeah, need yeah. It. we need it. <laughs> the
2: reason probably why it did get cut is because Martin was taking the innuendos to a uh, a new level. He right said
0: now. he kept doing that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. He was taking them through a uh, inappropriate level at this point. So that's probably why that seat got
1: cut. Yeah, nine o'clock on Fox doesn't seem to be a, a time of the day where you could probably put that stuff on. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe maybe uh, as we've talked about before, Joe Millionaire only fans. I mean yeah. just put it yeah. all put it that. all over there. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to Martin, we've had everybody we've interviewed, all the ladies and, and Stephen and Calla have done this as well. Everybody has done their best daddy martin impression where uh where our our good friend brie uh you know may have had a few adult beverages too many when uh (laughs) martin tried to help her which was an absolutely fantastic i believe she saw god that day i think she thought martin was god with that headlamp so
0: she offered god lotion
1: she did as you as you would yeah yeah
2: that's stupid headlamp it was (laughs) It was, uh, he's trying to have a serious talk with me and he's just. I know.
1: Me in the eyes with it. And you're just like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll send you that episode for you to listen. Cause we were just, we couldn't believe it. It we was it was one of the highlights of, of us recapping TV shows.
2: That was part of the comedy of the whole show. It's just how unorthodox it just, there were no rules. Yeah. <laughs> we just- loved it
1: so much. I mean, we've watched the other show. Me and Mixie have watched the other show for a long time. So coming over to this, it was such a breath of fresh air. So we thank you for that. We know you went we through hell for that. But as a viewing <laughs> member of the public, we can speak for us and, and all the members of, of the podcast community here. We just absolutely love the, f- the fresh air that the show was. So uh, you it's can genuine. at least take that. So I will now play the the sound of Bree saying yeah. Daddy Martin. And then it is your responsibility <laughs> in your best Martin accent to reply with the same wording, Daddy Martin. So here it is, okay. I'll play it for context. Daddy Martin. Daddy Martin. Oh. There that, we go, that one was good. That was very good. It was a good effort. <laughs> very good, congratulations. Yeah, oh, thank,
0: thank you. The last question that we ask absolutely everyone, and it's very important that you make a stance.
1: Take yes. a stance.
0: Can't You can't go middle of the road on this. Okay. No. Yeah. Pineapple on pizza.
1: Oh, he's thinking, guys. He's thinking. Look at his eyes just back and forth. It's,
2: yeah, it's because I've never I've never minded it. But then if I have to choose, I'm not I'm not getting pineapple on the pizza. But I will like I said, like I said, I will eat it if it's on there, but if, am I gonna order pineapple the pizza? No.
0: That's a fair that's a fair statement. That's where I stand on it's it. It's a good take.
1: Yeah. It's a real good take. I'm not ordering <laughs> it, but if it's at yeah. CC's pizza, it's at a party, I'm having yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, it's food, as long as it's not oranges on pizza. Yeah, no
1: oranges
0: on pizza. <laughs> but clementines, maybe.
2: <laughs> clementines, they're smaller, cuter. I don't know. I imagine they're sweeter.
1: for sure. <laughs> How about mandarin oranges? Have you ever had mandarin oranges? The little tiny, teeny, tiny guys.
2: No, but I'm sure if they're anything like Clementines, Dines, would probably He'd like do. it. Probably,
1: You'd yeah, like yeah, them. Sure. I feel yeah. like you would actually like orange and orange juice, but it's oh, like. he definitely I, would. It's just. I know. It's so good. I, I,
2: pro- I, I might. I might. But at this point, it's I'm, not, I'm just not doing it. I'm not changing my mind. This I'm taking a hard <laughs> stand in my life. Orange juice is my enemy. It's always going to be my enemy. But it's not happening, even though I might like it.
0: Well, before we go, I want to give you the floor. Is there anything that you want the people to know about you? Anything that you want to dispel? Any last comments before you really kind of close the book on Joe Millionaire, even though it wrapped, what, two weeks ago?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I don't know. You know, I think I if, if I had to do it all over again, yeah, I know I said hindsight 2020, but I don't know. I, I was there to... fall in love and i gave him a best shot you know and uh so uh, things happened as they should have i think all is well post-production everybody is you know living and happy and successful and you know it would just be nice if if we could just all be grown-ups and just you know get along and uh, hopefully there's no drama moving forward
0: yeah i don't i hope there's no no more left
2: but then again (laughs) is it me it might be (laughs) It might be.
1: This whole interview might create a new wave of stuff for all we know. Yeah. And it probably will. I'm sure it
2: did. And I hope I didn't, you know, it wasn't too harsh because I, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to uh, perpetuate this yeah. uh, whole yeah. thing. So I just I do just want to nip it in the butt and like I said, everything happened as it should have and everybody's better for it.
1: Well, I'm glad we gave you a chance to, I think the kids say, you know, speak your truth or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what they say. No cap. No cap. that' I like, I don't even, like, I don't
2: really care. Like, I don't need to defend myself. I know the truth is, but I just, yeah. I do want to dip it in the butt. So hopefully this helped.
0: Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking to yeah. us. I know we tried once and it and it failed, but. <laughs> Try and try again, and here we are. We really appreciate.
2: Definitely wasn't because of my computer. No, yeah.
0: goddamn, no. of course not.
1: <laughs> and you're the you're the last um, episode that we're recording on Joe Millionaire till hopefully okay. next season when we do this all over again. Uh, sure. If you were to give advice to anybody who is going to be a lead next time, man mm-hmm. or woman, what would be their your one bit of advice you can give them?
2: Uh, I would say. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Also, you have to um, kind of check your your maybe your prouder ego at the door. Just just be yourself. Like if you are you are trying to project the person that you want the viewers to see you as, instead of being yourself, you will be um, uh, you'll be seen for the worst. So I think you just have to kind of check all that at the door and just be vulnerable, just be open, and, and be secure with yourself. And I think you'll have that much more success on screen if you do so
1: feel like that's just good dating advice in general.
2: It is. Yeah.
1: Well, sir, thank you very much for your time. We'll let you get back to all your things and your construction yeah. life. And-,
2: and my DJ life. Yeah. yeah. See, I knew it.
1: Unbelievable. Your
0: DJs, your jackets, your dead mouse helmets.
1: <laughs> if we see a dead mouse wearing one of these fucking jackets, I swear to God, your DMs are going to explode from us.
2: It's called it's called Van Hours, so look out for it.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, we will.
1: We'll keep it out. All right, sir. We'll talk to you later.
2: Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Mixie.
1: Bye. Bye. You guys, there there it is. The man, the myth, the legend, himself, Kurt. Um, I, I just like how open he was about everything that happened, his decision making, uh, him talking about the stuff that's happened in the recent weeks and all that type of stuff, and was like You know, it it never felt to me like listening to him where he was trying to, like, beat around the bush and not really answer something, at least to me. And I don't know how everybody else feels. But, you know, sometimes that's rare where people try to give canned answers that they know are going to play. And I just didn't feel, at least personally, that that's what I was hearing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that Kurt is a genuine guy now.
1: A sweetheart of a guy, maybe? A
0: sweetheart of a guy. Um, you know, there are things that he said that contradict what other girls that we've talked to have said. And, you know, this isn't the first time that's going to happen. And it's not the last. And Stephen and I aren't the truth police here. We don't know what the hell is actually going on. We're just giving you guys a great podcast.
1: And please stop trying to make us the truth police. I don't want that job. I have enough jobs, okay? Let us just be the number one podcasters, okay? Okay.
0: So, you know, we give this interview to you, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So if you want to tweet at us, let us know what you think of the interview. Um, You know, join the hotties. we love for you to join the hotties. I actually have a note about joining the hotties. Guys, we had a ton of of people come to join the hotties, and I was like, yes, more hotties. If you're going to join the hotties, you guys have to answer the questions that are prompted. What are you doing? It's how Steven and I figure out if you actually listen to the podcast, because we're not just going to let anybody into the hotties, right? You got to be uh, a proud member of the hotties and you have to at least answer the question of who the fuck hosts this show.
1: Yeah. that's so, like it, there's a reason we put it there. So like if answer the fucking questions, you guys,
0: if you got declined from the hotties, it is because you didn't answer the questions. So if you would like to still be a hottie, I will happily accept you. Just please answer the questions so I know that you know the rules. I know the rules. We're on the same page. You know my name. I'm going to read your name. That's how it works. So join the hotties. Answer the questions. Leave us a review. We are five reviews away on Apple Podcasts from 300.
1: That is true. Reviews. That is true. And we hope, we hope by the time you listen to the very first Temptation Island podcast that we will be at 300 total reviews. So at that time, we will read the ones. We have a few in the can. We're waiting to to say them. I'm sure we have some new hotties waiting in the can. We'll do that at the end of the Temptation Island podcast. So get yourself prepared. Again, Temptation Island is coming. Pods are coming. It will be a giant, you know, because two does not exist, one episode premiere with episode one and whatever follows episode two. You know what, Bixie? Maybe on Temptation Island, two does exist.
0: I mean, we're about to find out, and there's so much I'm about to find out about Temptation Island. Guys, I watched the first episode, and I am confused, to say the least, but happily confused. Okay. Does it make much sense right now? No, but I'm okay with it not making sense, and uh, I'm excited to dive into it with Steven and all of you guys, so make sure you follow us. Make sure you're watching Temptation Island, 10 o'clock, on what, Wednesday? Wednesdays,
1: 10 p.m., 9 central on USA or watch anytime on Peacock. Ooh. You know? You can there do those things as well. So do those. You
0: know, find an illegal streaming site. I didn't tell you to. No, we
1: didn't we didn't <laughs> say that. You know that's a choice. <laughs> if you make a choice like that, that's on you. Nothing, we right reality cannot be held liable for decisions that you make.
0: Yeah, no. This is not financial advice. Yeah.
1: Check with your local financial planner or whatever they say the other than those Check with your doctor or dentist or, you know, we're not any of those things. We're just the fantastic Number one submission podcast. And we are going to be the new number one submission on podcast. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I, I'm so excited that some of you are gonna jump ship over there with us. See how I did that. Ship, island, boats, oh my water. God.
0: So good at this podcasting thing, Stephen.
1: How do we not get paid yet? This is
0: unbelievable. <laughs> you don't know. It'd be really nice if we did. Yeah,
1: if you own a company and you want us to like Give your company a shout-out. You want to buy an ad? DMs are open. Let's fucking do this. We have always said we will not charge you for... Oh, would you like another episode? It's, it's on Patreon. Support us on Patreon. Maybe we'll send you a sticker, too. Would you like a new episode and some stickers and maybe maybe a pin? Get wrecked. <laughs> Other podcasts that do that.
0: Spend $45 a month for a sticker that cost me 20 cents.
1: <laughs> what a joke.
0: You'll never see it from us. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We'll be back really soon with a super amazing Temptation Island recap. But until then, we uh, leave a review. Tell me me how good I am. I need that.
1: Tell us how good Martin and us were. That's what we need.
0: Oh, yes. Talk to me about Martin more. I I listen to that podcast once a week. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.